0: Good morning, everybody. It is December 11th, 2021. This is Phil Stevens at mm-hmm. Iron Radio. We're coming at you again, and I'm a strength coach, powerlifter, Island Games athlete, all-around amazing guy. So, how's everybody doing today?
1: Good. Uh, this is Dr. Mike T Nelson. I am back from Texas and driving all the way up. So we got back late Thursday night. Got to Watch the end of the Vikings game and see them almost lose, but yeah. they, they won. They're winning twenty nine to zero and uh yeah. like every single game. Like I, I have no fingernails left. Well, actually, yeah, I sure. don't bite my fingernails, but if I did, I wouldn't have any fingers yeah. left. Um, yeah, we got snow here and back here for about a little about a week or so, <laughs>
0: and then out again.
1: Yep, yep. Oh, we go on a trip you? with the uh, the Kerrigan Institute for a while, so we'll be in the. Dominican hanging out there doing some CEUs and uh, yeah, I've just kind of chilling out and relaxing for a while. So we'll have the neighbors hang out at our place again. So they're That's like, Hey, great. we just have parties at your place all the time. It's great. There you go. <laughs> Don't have to clean up. So I know. <laughs> <sighs> this
2: is Coach Jay out of Olathe and we're in the strength and strength guild in Kansas City Olathe area. Uh, weightlifting coach, strength coach, just. I'm in here for a good
0: time. There you go. We're just shooting the shit before the show, just about stuff going on. Um, I didn't have a lot. Uh, there's some some buzz with Strongman Corp. I don't know all the details about it, but I know they're getting sued for patent infringement on their uh, grip shirts, I guess. So they started failing, and then A7 decided that, hey, those are our shirts. So... They're suing them for patent infringement. And so I don't know all the details about it, but hey, there you go. I mean, I don't understand at this point how big companies or big retailers or whatnot don't, uh, it's not that hard to, to look and see if something's patented. Uh, just, yeah, take a I mean,
1: patents are public knowledge. Yeah, they're public so, knowledge.
0: Just, just take a minute and look before you make something. So <laughs> I mean, I've had to deal with this a lot and it's, uh, on the manufacturing side. So it's not that hard. And then just make a change. You know, usually the change isn't that huge that you have to do to make it something your own. So, but Hey, you know, they get what they deserve. So I suppose that's, we'll see how it turns out. Yeah.
1: Any predictions as to what you think might happen?
0: They'll probably just bow out and say, it probably won't even go to court. A lot of these things don't. they will just say, okay, we'll quit selling them and I'll put out a public apology or some shit. You know, a lot of times it's not even worth suing over. Yeah. Especially when you're talking small time, like oh, we sold 150 grip shirts. So what are you going to do? You're going to sue for the profits of that. You know, you, your lawyers are going to cost more than that. So oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, we won two thousand dollars. It cost us forty to win. Right. Know?
1: What's
0: the point? So a lot of times, <laughs> yeah. a lot of times, all those deals come down to from me being on the the sending side of those patent infringements. Usually, it comes down to us just to cease and assist, and then you call it that. So, yeah, um so we'll see i I don't imagine much will come from it, but so. what do you guys got going on? Any
1: Oh,
2: nothing here. I mean we we just got back from the a o finals last week.
0: yeah, and you were talking about how most of our lifters went there instead of the worlds, so.
2: Yeah, there's some travel restrictions that have shifted. So, world's just happening, but there's some new COVID travel restrictions that kept some of our lifters out. I know they're still having because I saw um Talakaje or whatever doing whatever it is two fifteen snatch in the warm in the training hall. So he's still getting ready to do stuff. So. Here's it's a question happening.
0: for you that you might know more than, like, I've fallen out of touch. Is, is Robles gonna take another run? Oh, yeah. Or is yeah. she done? Do you know?
2: I, I don't know. She's kind of backed off and, uh, kind of, I don't want to say disappeared, but she's, she's backed off a lot. Yeah. I know she's still training. Yeah. But I know she's been kind of moving around a lot too, so, um, but the last time I talked to her, the one thing she was like, yeah, the Olympics, that's one thing, but, her big thing was uh, Cheryl, Hayworth, Cheryl yeah. Hayworth's Nationals record. Yeah. Record, yeah. Like winning winning Nationals however many times, mm-hmm. Cheryl Hayworth did. I don't, gotcha. I don't remember what that number was or where she was at or she was close or whatever.
0: Gotcha. I just saw so, her. I, yeah,
2: I didn't see her there and I haven't seen her in a little while, so.
0: Gotcha. I just wonder if she, because she was already like, one of the oldest that competed for us in weightlifting. So I just wonder if she'd give it another shot or what. But either way, hope her the best. You know. Yeah. She was starting to get dirty. Which is unlike her. I I made a post on on Instagram about uh God, it was something about how effed up something was and she's like, Well that's the only thing that's gonna be effing me this year <laughs> And I was like Whoa <laughs> very unlike Sarah. You know, she's very religious and I was like, Oh, okay. But she's always <laughs> had a good sense of humor, but she's the one where I got the old the whole uh tits to your face uh cue on Snatch. What? Know? Well, she's like one of her coaches told her on Snatch, basically a lot of people short their poll on snatches. Oh, okay. Don't open all the way up. And the cue that worked for her was tits to face. So basically you finish your pull far enough that your tits hit you in the face. And then if that happens, you know, you finish your pull. So, and amazingly that code, it, the, the cue works well. It doesn't work on guys very well, but uh, it, it's worked. So I've used it numerous times. So thank you for that, Sarah, but, and it's also fun. Everybody gets a good laugh out of it. So,
1: but it's, it's memorable. They'll probably it forget it.
0: Well, especially when it comes out of her mouth. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. Other than that, man, I'm just training. I'm back to, I'm I'm starting, I've I've turned a leaf. I'm training six days a week now. Whoa, what Uh, happened? Whole frequency thing. Well, I just, I'm busy as shit, and I always try to go back to my regular three to four days a week. And when you're doing, say, three days a week, then sessions are generally long. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I just found myself always skipping them because it was like, I'm too busy. So I've changed to, I got one hard day, which is today. I'll go in and do all my squats and all my deadlifts. So we're in there for two, two and a half hours. My other days last no more than 30 minutes. Mm. So it's just two to three moves in and out. I'm done. And I'm able to do that no matter what. I got no excuse. You know, I can take 15 minutes or 20 minutes and just get it done. So, so far this is week two and I haven't missed a day and it's going good. So uh
1: are those other days more accessory type stuff or like what movements are you doing?
0: Yeah, I mean I mix it up. It's like one day it'll be you know, ring push ups and ring rows. And then yeah, it's mainly accessory stuff. Uh lots of kettlebell swings, lots of rowing, lots of pressing, and some lower back work. I think mean, a lot of kettlebell swings, stuff like a deadlift, stuff like that. Uh it's not not hard stuff and I'm just gonna stick to the ring push ups Cause this was the first meet. And I've talked about this numerous times on the show. I tore my labrum, geez, it's been 10, 10 years ago. And my bench has not quite been the same since. And uh, the two times I've come back and mailed the bench 405, it was from strictly doing ring push-ups. And then I'd go back to the barbell, and within weeks, my shoulder would keep me up at night. Mm. Uh, so before this meet, I decided I'm quit being stupid. Just do ring pushups. And that's all I did all the way up to the meet, except for I benched one day. And, uh, it's the first meet in five, six years where I came, went in, I benched, and I had zero pain, hmm. uh, to the meet. So I was like, just quit being dumb. You know, it works. Quit not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like those people that are on a plan, like, and they change plans just because they're bored, even though they're making great progress. Yeah. It's like, why are you changing, dude? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can't tell you why. My only guess is just on my shoulders not tied into an internally rotated position mm. on the ring push-ups. I I can load hundred pound plates on my back and do push-ups. Hmm. Uh, you, the minute I put two twenty-five on a bar and I'm locked in there, I get pain.
1: So. Hmm. Uh, can you do heavy dumbbells? I know you probably don't yep, have a lot of. Dumbbells, I don't. But...
0: I've been doing rep work with dumbbells, a yeah. ton of reps. Uh, but those are definitely better. Um, but I don't know. It's something when I'm even those'll hurt after a bit it's something about just being locked on that bench on my back and my shoulder can't move right i don't know uh hmm. but like i said with if i do tons of rows and they don't have to be heavy just tons of row work and then ring pushups and such uh i don't hurt but i mean the 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 discrepancy between right arm and left arm is insane now uh hmm. I dumbbell overhead press just to test it out. And I think I maxed out with like 50 pounds with my right arm and the left arm I did to 125. Oh, wow. <laughs> huge, huge difference. Uh, and there's just this dead spot, especially on overhead press from like chin, like all the way down to about 90 degrees. Once I hit 90 mm-hmm. degrees, there's no pain. It's, it's, there's this dead spot. And even on bench, it's not in it meets when I miss it's not that it hurts. It's that I can feel like my shoulder's going to come out of joint. Mm-hmm. So I have them take, like if I push harder and they'll look at me like I'm crazy. Cause I'll be like, Oh, you guys better just go ahead and take it. And they're like, what are you talking about? It was moving fine. And it's, I can feel that if I push harder, it's going to pop out,
1: mm-hmm. you know? So it's like,
0: take it before I hurt myself. <laughs> and luckily I have the vocabulary with that now. So I haven't heard it again, uh, heard it more again, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to keep rolling it. And who knows, maybe at the age of, 45, I'll be able to bench 405 again. We'll see. I mean, if I can't, I don't mind. Benching's kind of stupid anyways, but <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's not my favorite lift. Like, my athletes, I don't have them do it much. I have them press overhead. I will appease them because it's every, it's the world's favorite lift.
1: Oh, yeah, especially on Mondays. Like,
0: yeah, and, and high school kids, they all want to know what their bench is.
1: What uh, your bench, bro?
0: Yeah, so I let them do it some just to make I them happy. High school. Feel-
2: my elementary school kids are like, we need to bench. <laughs> <it's> like <clears throat> we're not
0: benching. I'm
2: yeah, like,
0: show yeah.
2: me a push-up. I'm like, yeah, what would. Can't do push-up. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's I'll say, I'll
0: going. Oh, as you know, see, I'm doing something right because Odin is lifting now, and all he ever wants to do is deadlift. I have to make him stop. Oh, nice. Say he wants nice. deadlift. So I was like, no, you don't get to do it today. You have all to right. press and squat before you can deadlift again, and he'll. <laughs> He'll, like, battle me for four days straight and won't do anything. And he's like, fine, I'll press and squat. And then he can deadlift, just so I can deadlift again. All right, let's do it. Let's do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah. Can you do archer push-ups, do you think? Like, more to the one side to try to I mean, you take a ring push-up position and overload the arm that's a little bit weaker?
0: Potentially, and I try to get in more volume with dumbbells on that side. Yeah. You can't really up the intensity, because then I just right. hurt. So, but I can, like, double the volume on that side and things like that. And just, I'm trying to get a ton of tricep work in. Yeah. Just, you know, I figured it It can't hurt to get my triceps really strong to try and take some load off my shoulders. But, yeah, I don't know. It's been a – the thing is, is my care meter, my give-a-shit meter yeah. is not really that high Right. On bench. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, really, as long as I can bench 315 – I'm like, "Eh, okay, I'm good. Uh, you know, even though that's horrible. I mean, that's a horrible bench for my weight class, but, uh, I would feel like an ass if I couldn't. (laughs) So that's just my own personal thing. Like I always tell people that do a meet no matter what. But I mean, at this point in my career, it's like, I'm not doing a meet and not benching 315. You know, how, I just feel horrible to go and squat 770 and then bench 225. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. So, just, oh, speaking of bench, did you see John Hack benched like 600 at 198? No. Holy crap.
2: I did see, see my post I didn't see the actual bench, so.
0: Holy shit. That's, yeah, and it was raw. But, well. I nice. was going to
1: ask, was close. that in a suit?
0: No, he had elbow sleeves on, but holy oh, crap. That dude is, a, what is it, like, a 900 pound deadlifter, a 600 pound bencher, and a, I don't know, 800 pound squatter, whatever he is. He's 198. Worldwide. At 198.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. So that's so crazy. Yeah.
0: But yeah, other than that, man, I don't know what studies you've been looking at, Dr. Mike. Um,
1: I've got, uh, so I usually am not up to date with what's new and trendy and go figure, but, um, I was interviewing a guy who works in the supplement industry, uh, yesterday for my podcast, which will be out probably coming up pretty soon. Just flex diet podcast. And I was asking him, like, hey, you know, what are kind of like, you know, trendy supplement companies and stuff? Because there's always like these companies that sort of just pop up and are around for a little while and then disappear. And you know, some of them stay around for for a little while. And he said, there's a new one, which I almost feel bad even giving it publicity, called Bucked Up. I was like, you're you're kidding, right? He's like, mm. yeah, selling deer antlet velvet spray. I'm like, no, like I totally thought he was kidding i thought it was just a made-up thing <laughs> and uh it turns out it's not and i guess it's rather popular so if oh you boy. go to their site yeah. which is interesting it says our deer antler velvet comes from red deer in new zealand here oh. location for deer antler velvet every year these deer are able to regrow their antlers which are removed in a precalcified state thus the term deer antler velvet Deer are the only mammals to regrow tissue in such a way at such a rapid rate. For thousands of years, these pre-calcified antlers have been used in Chinese medicine. With the help of our spray, you have now access to the same benefits of supporting muscle mass, increasing libido, healthy joints. And then it says made in the USA, which is interesting. So I guess hmm. they must import it. <laughs> um, Maybe
0: they imported the deer.
1: So right. Yeah, deer they just bring out here, the New
0: Zealand deer that live here now.
1: Right. <laughs> And So I tried to look to see what was actually in the label, and it's very hard to find what's actually in in the label. Um, but if you go to their page, they had some references. I was like, oh, okay. Um, but one of them, like uh, from the Robenowitz, was the effect of human growth hormone on muscle and adipose tissue in the forearm of man. Okay, that doesn't say anything about deer antler velvet. It's mm-hmm. not even mentioned in the study. Um The other three studies that actually mentioned gerantler velvet, I just pulled briefly. So one of them was the effects of gerantler velvet or powder supplement on aerobic power erythroparesis, muscular strength, and endurance characteristics. Um, if you read it, though, um, it says there was no endocrine, red cell mass, or VO2 max changes in any group. Oh. These findings do not support an erythroparegid, which is just increasing red blood cell mass. Uh, or aerobic ergogenic effect of deer antler velvet. I'm like, okay. Yeah. The study they cite says it didn't do shit. <laughs> so, I'm it's like, one of oh, those look, deals
0: where they're posting a study and just hoping nobody reads it. Like backed right. by studies. Right.
2: What do you mean hoping nobody reads it? They're counting on it. like nobody yeah, exactly. reads those studies. They just read the headline. Like, oh, okay. There's these are science based, science backed. <laughs> you know, uh, like, okay, but did you read the study? Like, well, no. I mean, I have somebody. I would just say in my life who's a, who I would say is a just a perpetual headline reader.
0: And like <laughs> even
2: one time he said he sent something and I, I was like he was debating me on a topic and then sent it over and then so I you know opened it up and looked into it. I mean, at first he would just send me like I mean the first time he he was trying to debate me on something he sent me something from Bro Bible as if it was like a, a study and I was like yeah I don't. I that doesn't count. <laughs> but he sent me one, and I was like, I read through it, and I was like, dude, this is like opposite of your point. It's like, proves my point? Yeah. He's like, oh, well, I didn't read it that far. What <laughs> are you talking about? Dude? <laughs> <laughs> that, was like, like, <laughs> that was your whole game. That was yeah. it. Uh, you just, that's, uh, that's the norm. That's not an exception to the rule. Dr. Mike, you're probably the only person who even clicked on those links.
1: <laughs> probably. I want to see the website person ever. And I want to see how many people clicked on the links because you can read the conclusion, right? You don't even have to pull the full study. Yeah. Um, The other one was a master's thesis from East Tennessee State University. Uh, Conclusion. Deer antler velvet does not improve muscle mass strength or performance, nor does it reduce (laughs) markers of DOMS following a 10-week supplementation period. That's strike two. And then they had one other one that looked like it did have a change, um, but – yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't trust the stats on this study farther than I could throw them. For this one, you actually had to actually read the study a little bit. Um, but if it's any significance, like one of their lines here is that in regards to changes in total body strength, the results are somewhat surprising. Since the total amount of weight lifted per kilogram per body weight per day determined from the training log was not statistically significantly different, meaning that the uh, supplement group and the training group Nothing changed between the groups at all. They didn't do any more work at all. Um, however, because the standard deviations were extremely large for this variable, uh 56% for the placebo <laughs> and 19% um, for the supplement group, it is possible that we did not find a statistical difference due to the small subject number per group. But then they go on to say why they did uh, another thing, and they looked at it more closely, and, yeah, I don't trust this study Father. and I can toss mm. it. So Those studies make
0: me want to spend $50 on that. I mean, I'm ready.
1: Yeah, you're ready to go. Yeah.
0: Their, their supplements are awesome. Like you said, you mentioned it earlier, they have a woke
1: woke AF. Yeah, they have and, a pre-workout, which is uh, it's funny. It's called woke AF. They got
0: another oh, one. That, that's a
1: Right. And the yeah, funny part that is a like,
2: great name for, for a pre-workout supplement.
1: Okay, and, you, yeah. and you go to click on it. like I'm like, okay, let me look at the ingredients panel because I guarantee it's just a shit ton of caffeine, which, oh, yeah. you know, fine. If you like caffeine, great. I don't, there's nothing bad with it. It works. Um, then they show the supplement label. And you click on it, and a window pops up, and it's just a picture of the container. I'm like, but, wait a minute. I'm trying to read the ingredient panel. So I go to the next one. The little image says ingredient panel. Nope, uh, container picture pops up again. I'm like, show me the damn ingredient panel. I can't find it. I found one. <laughs> oh, there's did three, you? 333
0: milligrams of caffeine.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: So, there's some deer antler velvet in there, too, 50 milligrams.
1: Oh, okay. that.
0: I think that goes in all their supplements. Oh, yeah. in well, that, there?
1: That's the secret ingredient. Yeah,
0: they got their protein is.
2: You think they're just, think they're just late to the party on the deer antler stuff?
0: Prob- or no. They're like, probably purposely doing this, and they've figured, okay, it's been long enough. People haven't heard about this in a while. Let's attack those people that have never heard about it. So, <laughs>
1: yeah, It just keeps coming up like every – I think deer antler velvet's probably on a five-year cycle now from what yeah. I've seen. Um, what was the, the primary
2: part? claim of uh, deer antler? Because it testosterone-related?
1: Yeah, or it's human testosterone and growth hormone. Right, because the problem. reason is, oh, this tissue regenerates so fast in deer, hey, if we powder it up and take it, it must do something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's so crazy. And this one that says, uh, deer antler velvet extract spray IGF-1. At least they were somewhat intelligent about making not making a claim on it, but you know, sticking IGF-1 in red on your label is probably pushing the line pretty hard. Uh, I remember... Years ago, I won't say any names. Actually, I would tell the company name if uh, I remembered what it was, but I don't remember it. I told this on my podcast coming up too. i that ISSN and I see this new company that's selling deer antler velvet. I was like, oh boy. I'm like, I should probably go talk to these people. This is going to be a disaster. But I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe there's some new science. Maybe there's something, you know, to it. You know, every once in a while, weird stuff actually kind of, you know, potentially works out. So I go over to the guy and he's giving me the whole sales speech about you know, the same thing we said. It's a regenerating tissue and it's almost the exact same story. He's like, we have these deer. They're a specific type and we imported them from, I think it was actually New Zealand yeah. and we raised them here in Texas and we take care of them. We do all the, he gives me this 20 minute thing about how they're taking care of these deer and how they harvest it and they don't kill the deer and all this stuff. And I said, well, what does it do? I'm like, oh, we've got, you know, data done in a lab that shows that it increases, you know, growth hormone and gives me this whole talk. I go over to the next booth. A buddy of mine who does research comes up to me and goes, yeah, I see you're talking to those guys. I'm like, yeah. He's like, yep. Yeah, uh, we tested their product in our lab. It didn't do shit. I was like, really? He's like, yeah. We even doubled the dose and tripled the dose and quadrupled the dose just oh. to see if we could get anything. And he's like, there was nothing. It's like, oh. That's amazing. And then Probably. even more amazing, you fast forward to like two months later, I'm looking through like some bodybuilding magazine, and here's the same company, and the guy who told me they had tested it, they're like, tested in the lab by this guy's picture in a lab coat. And I'm like, but it doesn't say what the results were. It uh-huh. just says tested. And I was like, yeah, he tested and and then found jack shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's right. They are putting deer antler velvet and everything. They have a protein called buck feed. <laughs> and uh, that hundred milligrams of of deer antler velvet along with their buck feed protein complex? So, oh, yeah, that
2: sounds gross. I mean,
0: yeah, I, mean, I call it buck just feed. A, just a yeah. big bucket of corn.
2: Yeah, I remember. <laughs> so, remember when all the. Uh, they probably get more gains from actually actually killing the deer and eating those. I mean yeah, probably probably the, that. that
0: would
2: probably be would be their best bet. But I remember so at the time and I think people always fall for this too. And I think uh the Instagram dude that Seedman character is kinda the same on this. Where it's like he has some NFL players and then just by virtue of having some professional athletes, you know, it gives it credence, right?
1: Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah.
2: You know, So with the initial deer antler stuff, because there was a company that was focusing pretty hard on CrossFit gyms. I remember there was a rep that came to our gym. And then, oh, I forget, it was a baseball player who had, like, started it, right? Like, right after, you know, after all the steroid stuff had kind of died down. Like, well, this one, this is wink, wink, this is a good one.
0: Mm -hmm. And then,
2: (laughs) you can take this or whatever. But remember like Ray Lewis was in involved in something like that, like his somehow no. his stack came out and it was like people were like, Oh, he's taking it and it's like, Yeah, man, pro athletes are sometimes as gullible or worse <sighs> than gullible they're like normal yeah. people.
1: Sometimes like, they're you worse. See
2: stuff that, yeah, I mean and a lot of times as a trainer and then because like I worked with a couple of NFL guys, they as a trainer you get nervous because There's a lot of money on the line for them, and the one thing that you can't do. Everything else is fine, but you just can't do any harm. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter if they really make games or like really improve or have a good off season or anything like that. As long as they're just not hurt when they go back. And so it's like not not getting hurt is not the same as training. You know what I mean? But Mm. I remember that specifically about the deer antlers stuff was Ray Lewis was kind of involved with like his name popped up with like, he, Oh, he's using this. And then, uh, the guy was a, he's a pro baseball player. And I want to say maybe he played for the Royals at some point, which is why it, as it was growing, it started like Kansas city was one of the places yeah. where it started growing here, I guess. And people were like, Oh, and it was some pills, right? Like, which I do a terrible job of taking pills. So he gave mm-hmm. us some, but I just like, yeah, you know, I do remember that surge where it was like, Oh, this is going to boost. It was always, it was a hormonal boost. Like this is like, this is steroids without steroids, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like, okay. Everybody, that's a common
1: claim, I think.
0: But yeah.
1: Yeah, they have. Oh yeah. I I pulled up another one here. They've got a black series. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just pulled up Yep, 50 milligrams of deer antler velvet is in there. Also, um, not sure what else looks like just citrulline, betaline or betalanine. That looks like a small amount of alpha GPC. And poking around their website, they have prenatal stuff now called bumped up.
0: Oh nice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean
2: that that's a scary game to get into right there is there. Yeah.
1: yeah, or it looks like it's prenatal. Yeah, prenatal and postnatal support. So Always when you do that, make sure you look for a uh, deer on your supplements, then you know yeah. you're good. <laughs> uh, they got
0: a BAMF, high stimulant. Oh. No tropic pre-workout too. Oh wow. So. Yeah,
2: we gotta, we gotta get the, uh, cause if it's just a, a regrowth thing, right? We gotta get some iguanas or whatever, kinda with that grow tails and just, See, Somehow um, package that into a supplement and be like, yeah, like, obviously some good things are probably happening because they can do it. We can do it, too.
1: Yeah. yeah oh, they
2: blood. sell
0: beef, That's... though. They sell frickin' Wagyu beef on their site.
1: Oh, yeah. I just saw that. Night. Yeah. No, I'm like, really? Nice. Oh, now
2: it's sounding like a, uh, what's the <laughs> the barber <laughs> of company? Uh, Sleep Street? that? <laughs> uh, Whatever that musical is where they're, they're killing the deer and they're like, yeah. yeah, you can take the supplement or you can buy this quote, wink, wink, beef. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it cool. pretty gamey. I don't know why.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this is great. I need to yeah, check this so, out. Yeah, it's kind of freaky. So. I did see you know, like a, what appears to be a legit study. Um, Don't quote me on this. I got it from Dr. Annie Geltman told me about it. And I actually did read the study on... I think it was, was it from Taiwan. I can't remember. Um, it was Thailand. on A supplement of dried alligator blood.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, and it looked like it may actually help, but in the study they're like, we have no idea really why.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's some Charlie Sheen shit, like out there drinking shark blood and stuff. That's yeah,
1: quite, uh... I, I, when he first put it up, I was like, Oh, I'm gonna read this and this has gotta be a joke. And the study, again, not not the world's best study by any stretch of the imagination, but considering the bar I set for it was it'd be absolute dog shit. It wasn't too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Nelson,
2: what would you say like if you your your go to supplements for like the average train person who trains average person who trains that yeah. has, Oh, go like ahead. just the normal the most normal stuff that you like would say, "Hey, this is probably something you should add in, like easily you should add in,
1: yeah, most of it's you know pretty boring uh you know protein if your protein's not high enough, but you can get all your protein from food, just depends on what your diet lifestyle is at uh fish oil, you know, two to four grams probably have combined e p a plus d h a which is pretty easy to get from a supplement now, a lot of the mm-hmm. supplements are pretty high strength. Most of the quality in fish oil is pretty decent, but I still will personally spend a little bit more money just to make sure, uh, because those EPA, DHA do actually end up in your cellular membranes. So for me personally, anything that becomes like a structure in my body, I will spend a little bit more just to make sure it's a higher quality. Again, there's not a ton of research on that. Uh, But like vitamin C, vitamin D3, eh, if you buy those in the store, they're probably pretty good. I don't worry too much about that um outside of that i think creatine you can make an argument for almost everybody to use five grams of creatine at this point uh from aging there's some potential neurologic benefits there's some potential benefits of anyone who's in a collision sport Uh, granted some of that is animal data but we're never going to have a randomized controlled trial of you know where we whack people in the head and you know give them a concussion and don't give the other group a concussion so it's just not going to happen Uh, But again, the downside there, almost all the myths about creatine have been busted. Like even the hydration one, which appears to be the last one to die. It doesn't really affect hydration, uh, making it better or worse. So creatine, monohydrate, 5 grams per day. You you don't need any fancy version. You don't need 80 grams of glucose with it or anything like that. Um, Outside of that, I am a fan of a good multivitamin. Uh, the downside is most multivitamins are just complete dog crap, in my opinion. Um, it's cheap insurance. It's yeah. Is it absolutely necessary? Probably not. Um But even people that eat, you know, quote-unquote healthy, nutritious food, pretty much everyone is a creature of habit, you know. So if you go really, you know, balls deep and do like a dietary analysis of where they're at, most people are going to be missing just a couple things here or there. <laughs> so I think a multivitamin is, is cheap insurance. Uh, something that's quick and easy, not guarantee, Um but look at the magnesium type that they use in the multivitamin. If it's magnesium oxide, which is dirt cheap and also converts to probably less than 5%, it would probably pass. If it's any other version of magnesium, it's probably okay. Um I gets to stick like a very crude back-of-the-envelope test. Um, outside of that, just kind of depends on what you're doing. If you're not outside a lot, potentially D3. Um, but even that, I, I would rather have people get outside, get some sunlight uh, that's beneficial yeah. for sleep, a bunch of other things too. But if you're super low and you're doing that, D3 can be uh, helpful. Um, yeah, those are kind of the basics. You know, maybe a green supplement, some other things, but yeah, multivitamin, fish oil, creatine, I think that's going to cover you if you need... A bump before training, you know, coffee or caffeine can be beneficial. Outside of that, it just depends on, you know, what you're doing. And there's other things that may be helpful, but just depends on what you're trying to target.
0: I forget which company it was, but years ago there was a – it was when I was with T-Nation still. And, like, they ended up interviewing people that pump out septic tanks. And they were talking about how many, like, they'd pump out tanks and there'd be, like, thousands of multivitamins in the bottom of it. They just oh, really? <laughs> didn't digest like they didn't. They were still there Yeah. because um, they were like the super coated so it'll pass your stomach and get to your intestine. Yeah, it passed all the way out yeah. the backside. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I mean, yeah.
2: like, it always is the same. You know, I try to ask anyone who's in in the scientific field that I, I come across still, like their most interesting take, like your most like aha. And I try to convince, not convince people. I tell people all the time, like, look. Science is honestly, it's, it's so boring. Like the stuff that works is boring. Like, oh yeah, the same movements too with us in strength and conditioning, exercise science, supplements. I'm always like, look, if it's new and exciting, you should automatically just be like, yeah, hey, it's probably bullshit. Like, it's not gonna nothing. I haven't seen anything since I've been in the field that like really moved the needle on anything at all. Oh yeah. Like, right? I still come across people who. Like conflate creatine as steroids. Like yeah. I, yeah. like <laughs> I think I one of my uncles used to be like, like oh you gotta be careful with that it'll make you aggressive. And I was like, what? Yeah. I, what? I don't remember that in school. Yeah. But uh, you know, there's a lot of conflation and stuff. But science in general, so it's so basic and, and boring. I like, guess always everyone's the new exciting thing. I'm, and the Instagram guys kind of the same deal, but. They want that like like it's gotta feel good. Like it feels right, right if it's new and we it's just this one thing we haven't been doing. Yeah. yeah. It's like always the same. It's like look, the basics work the best over the longest period of time. Creatine I would say is the most like truly the most beneficial and like uh I, I wouldn't say, you know, it pops a, off the page as like a extra supplement like that, but it is in terms of benefits, one of the ones that like has the most, you know, backing to it. Yeah. Oh, by far. But i mean, other than that, I, I don't have, I've never seen anyone who's really had something really good. That wasn't, you know, pretty basic, like, basic stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean the fact is, if it's not illegal and you don't have to buy it from some dude that has like four teardrops tattooed on his face, it probably doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at this point, the it's shit that works is part. illegal.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> all the fun stuff, yeah, you can't yeah. do that stuff. Yep. Yeah, I like. I just am so like. I'm curious. And that's why I was curious of your answer, Doctor Mike. But uh, just because, like, you don't have you don't have any fun stuff in there. Like, you don't have. uh like, oh, this is the most, you know, interesting supplement recommendation I've ever made. I'm like, ah.
1: No, I mean, the only one that I, I think I've probably underlooked the most in the last three years is super basic, just electrolytes and high sodium. You know, that's probably yeah, I, the biggest change I've made in the last three years in terms of supplementation and it's so obvious that, I mean, obviously I'm biased because I do some affiliate work for the guys at E element. And I remember Rob Wolf, I had this conversation with him at paleo effects, maybe like four years ago when they started, and I looked at him and I went, what the hell are you talking about? You're going to sell an electrolyte that's high in sodium and has some other electrolytes. And this is your product. He's like, yeah, I'm like, I don't know, man, this sounds like a horrible idea. And uh-huh. I was like, so wrong. And now I use it like, all the time because you realize that most people if you're eating real food like your sodium levels can get relatively low especially if you're in you know hotter environments or you do fasting or you do a ketogenic approach um so that's the one area i think i've changed my mind on and since i've done it it's been pretty beneficial like energy levels day to day seem to be better performance especially in hotter environments is better and i think i just completely underestimated myself training here like how much I actually sweat and how much I actually lose. Um, But again, it's basic. It's based, you know, high sodium. Mm, go figure.
2: <laughs> I, I would, I would agree with that in the sense, like, cause I just started, I mean, when I started with the jujitsu stuff and yeah. like the training process or whatever, and I was, there was, cause it's at the end of the day, like the training sessions and I've been up all day and like do some training at the gym. But yeah, like that. And I use the LMNT. I kind of, Mismatch my own stuff, but yeah, here and there. But yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with that, but again, it's still like a super basic thing. Like, oh, super hey, man, basic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <don't, you know>? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm always curious. I ask anyone, if, like I still have, if I can ask the question, I always ask it, but what's the most interesting thing they prescribe? Well, I guess you can't say prescribe quote unquote. Yeah. recommend. Recommend.
1: Yeah. Oh. I mean, the only so, thing weird esoteric that i use is maybe different types of magnesium at certain times um different types of potentially curcumin uh, if they've got inflammation you know going on i'm a big fan of collagen before training for soft tissue stuff i've been doing that for almost three years now uh, there's some pretty good data to support that if you're recovering from injuries you can do that twice a day um, but all those are like kind of special case, you know, type stuff that you're trying to work around. You're really trying to push the envelope, you know, like Phil said, almost all yeah. the stuff that worked really well in the stimulant category has been illegal. DMMA is illegal. Um, God knows yeah. whatever they put in craze is illegal. Uh, Fedra was illegal even though the data doesn't support it, but that didn't stop them cause it looked bad. Um, so yeah.
0: The, the one that cracks me up is Canada. It's like, yeah, I think they, <laughs> you can only have like a hundred milligrams of caffeine in a monster or whatever. But like, you can go buy all the ephedrine you want.
1: Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> like they're highly restrictive on caffeine, if I remember yeah. right. And yeah. Pedro is still legal, I believe. Yep. So. so. I'm
2: always I'm always on the lookout for that one scientist who says all the all the kind of normal stuff, and then at the end is like, "Well, I do use these crystals," you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: I would say the only other wacky thing that actually kind of proved to be true is I'm a big fan of RPR, reflexive performance reset. Um, Obviously, I'm biased. I teach for them, too. But uh, that was based on a system of deactivated training from Doug Heal out of South Africa. And the first time Cal Dietz at the University of Minnesota told me about it, I was like, you're insane. Like, what are you talking? This this makes no sense whatsoever. I poke on my chest and my diaphragm works well. Get out of here. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, but yeah, like five years later, I'm like, I don't know. It seems to work. And I've mm. tested it on sleep and HRV and vertical jump and power output. And he's had guys hooked up to, you know, fancy EGMs. And I don't know. It seems to work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm glad the whole like the LMT, LMT thing and like the sodium has taken a. And electrolytes have, have really pushed up in the last few years. And it's good to see because yeah. I remember like 15 years ago, people would be with me, like, Oh my God, you're salting your food. You're going to die. Oh, and, I know. I and that. now they're like, God, you were so cutting edge 15 years yeah. ago. How did you? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, it is, it is one of the things because the element T product is, it's a thousand milligrams of sodium, like mm-hmm. the one little packet, like thousand milligrams. Yeah. Then 200 milligrams of potassium and like 60 milligrams of magnesium, right? Is that, do I have those numbers right?
1: Yep. Spot on.
2: So even, even the thousand, right? Like the idea of taking like one, like really one right. gram of sodium like freaks people out. Oh so yeah. Oh my God. yeah. No way. Yeah. And it's less so now, but especially like once you start training, like really training and you're sweating and like you start feeling like, Cause I'll feel like I'm my calves start to like cramp up, mm-hmm. especially when I'm doing jujitsu stuff. And and just starting to do that somewhat regularly, it changes everything. And I train way better. Yeah. And so yeah. again, that that would be one within the last two or three years that I supplemented before mm-hmm. I just would salt my foods, you know, and eat yeah. high sodium. Even that
0: looked at bad. I mean, for a long oh, yeah. time, and I understand it. Like, if you're a couch potato and you live off McDonald's, yeah, you probably <laughs> don't need more sodium. No, um, but but athletes who sweat, I mean, and work hard and eat decent, a lot of them are lacking. They just are.
1: <clears throat> so yeah, a buddy of mine who trained some top tennis pros. I won't say his name. I think it's probably three or four years ago. We had a conversation with him and he would go to these top tennis matches and he would look to see what the person he was training. He had like all the electrolytes, he had everything mapped out and he would watch the people that they would compete against. And they would do these long matches, you know, outside athletes are sweating and, you know, some tennis mm-hmm. matches go for quite a while. And he's yeah. like, I get so excited when I look at the other guy who's just drinking water. He's like, yeah, we're just going to kill him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And sure enough, like, most of the time, the longer the match went on, the worse the other person mm-hmm. did. And I'm yeah. thinking, this is, like, professional. Like, these people are paid lots and lots of money, mm-hmm. and somehow they managed to overlook it, too. It's, like, it seems yeah. crazy. So yeah, you like can an buy
0: it. Yeah, you can buy it. Like, I just bought some yesterday. You can buy a pound of salt for 55 cents. Oh, is it?
1: <laughs> <You> <laughs> You can get Come even on, high guys. quality sea salt that's mine that's yeah. you know doesn't have any impurities for for very cheap. Yes. So
0: Yeah, it's one of those things that people overlook and hell, I mean it tastes good too. So
1: Yeah, that was the thing that was the biggest game changer of it's like, okay, because people ask me like, Well, do I have to use something that's flavored? I'm like, no, just start salting your food and mm-hmm. yeah, you can put sodium in something and drink it, but you're just not going to drink it during the day. No one wants to sit around and drink salty water. Salty water all day. I yeah. tried that. It tastes horrible. I just yeah. didn't do it. Yeah. It's like, oh, but you flavor it correctly. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, now it's easy to do it. Oh, yeah. brilliant.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. So. All right. Well, I think that's it. We just shot the ship this episode, which is fun. So.
1: Yeah.
0: You guys got big plans for the weekend? Um. I got nothing. I'm going to watch the well, Raiders
1: lose. I'm going to be doing a <clears> competition <throat> on Sunday, and then I just ordered, I just got it uh, light last night, uh, a K-Box, so some flywheel training. So I'm pretty excited to open that up and play with that today.
0: I'm going to go on that bucked-up site and send the Chiefs offense, like, a bunch of that deer like, <laughs> antler see if we can get them, <laughs> them going in the right direction. I want some fights out here.
1: Drug test. Yeah.
2: I went to the fights out here last night. I had a friend who over at the Jiu-Jitsu place who was fighting last night. It was kind of fun. It was out in, uh, it was in Independence, but it was interesting, like an interesting, uh, event. I think I sat, we were sitting right behind Tech Nine.
0: There you go. It really? Was, uh,
2: like kind of a feeder into, uh, UFC. There's supposed to be one in February where Dana White's supposed to be there. Uh uh-huh. so That's kind of interesting, but yeah, I mean, the guy, that I went to go see one pretty easily, but it was an interesting, uh, setup, you know, just like, mm-hmm. uh, cause it was, it was very, to me, it was like very well done for an amateur fight. They used yes. to go to some of the MMA fights around here mm-hmm. just cause it was like an interesting thing to do. And it used to be like, I mean, literally the bar was called whiskey tangos and it was yeah. like, uh, it was the weirdest, it was the oddest crowd. It used to be like kind of at a bar, you know, but this was at a, at the cable don cable domino arena so it's like okay. uh you know kind of a big deal
0: yeah
2: uh but it was well done like i just thought and then all the fighters were usually when you do amateur stuff there's always like one who's like really bad like they're just found <laughs> off the street or something <laughs> it, 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 that's when i used to go and it used to be like that it'd be somebody who's like kind of serious and then somebody who they're they just like woke them up off the street. like hey you gotta fight dude <laughs> <laughs> they just like get destroyed. But yeah. now it's I mean, it's a pretty professional deal. Cause, uh, I mean, everyone had, I would just say in terms of fighting, everyone had their skill sets are way higher starting out. Like everyone yeah. has a little bit of wrestling, a little bit of jujitsu, some striking. And so not that they're even fights. Like certainly there are guys who are more dominant than others, but it was interesting to see that there was some style and strategy to every single fight. And there was like, I don't know. 12 fights on the card or whatever.
1: Yes. Oh, nice. <sighs>
0: Good times. When are you stepping into the ring? <laughs> Never. Actually, <laughs> last night, the most impressive.
2: He, did it, he was 43. He was 43 oh, nice. years old, still doing an amateur fight, had like all gray hair, and then so, all you know, all gray beard. Nice. Bald head, all gray beard. He goes in the ring, and the guy he was fighting was like kind of a, I mean, their crowd was huge. Like they were, every fighter from their gym was cheering all out. So they're going to fight this, you know, old dude who doesn't have anyone really coming. Like he has like a corner guy, but that's it. Right. Dead silence for him. And then <laughs> so he says or some of the guys on the like right around the ring were yelling like about him being old. Like they're like, Oh, he should have dyed his hair, you know, blah blah blah. And this dude like whooped his ass. Like <laughs> he like <laughs> I mean the whole fight. He didn't win by a knockout or anything, but yeah. he was putting it on him the whole time. <laughs> and then and then he's, you know, he's rubbing his beard, like, showing his beard. To the camera. But, yeah, 43 nice in there with an amateur fight, and he, do- like, dominated the fight. I don't think he lost a round. He barely got touched. That's badass. Wow.
0: Old man strength there. Yeah.
2: So. But, no, I will never
0: be. Uh, <laughs> <ever do> a- <laughs> that stuff. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, until next week, we will talk to you later.
1: Sounds good. See ya
0: and stuff.